Hey, this is Louis LaRosa, artist of Savage for Valiant, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's like butter. So sweet. Are we all ready for this? Ready. 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 Inventive, yeah. inventive as usual, Mister Mister Wood. I could come up with anything. I really, <laughs> ready, ready, ready. <laughs> Good thing we're not at the intro. Oh, did it? Oh, did it? Start singing, mammy. Oh, oh, mammy. <laughs> is you is or is you ain't my baby? Classic, right? Mm-hmm. I had a chance to buy a cell from that one at one time. Really, I did not. Yeah. From that actual short? Yeah. Nice. I like it, but I don't like it that much. Right. Like, if I'm going to buy a cell, it's going to be like Thundar or something. You know? I do know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something else, but I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, no, that's... That, that's Respect the... Uh, respect uh, the man. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, I hope I don't do that all night. Don't you be blanking this early. Yeah, I know, for reals. Well, I think I have your next installment of Comics Should Be Ridiculous. You do? I think, I, yeah, I think, I know you own this issue, and I absolutely think that it was probably, um, I don't. It scores I don't, very no, high on the ridiculous I meter. I don't think ridiculous is, I mean, I'm flipping through it, and, and it is ridiculous, but I don't think it kind of meets the criteria you may be going for with your. I can your always company. do DK2, because that's pretty ridiculous. In an awesome way. <laughs> See, I should start segmenting the degrees of ridiculousness. Well, suffice to say, there are enough ridiculous comics to come up with 50 a year. Is Which is why I picked that, right? Brilliant. Yeah. That is that is good, yeah. There you go. DK2 next week. Ridiculous. Oh, and my dick is hard right now because I'm staring at the Domino and the Phantom X minifigures that are out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey everybody! Once again, it's a it's eleven thirty comics, and I am. What's what? You were laughing at? Because what time did we all get here today? Yeah, it's eleven o'clock comics. Listen, y'all. dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry that I have to be a parent. Somewhere. Oh, okay. You are the best parent. And this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 451. I'm still an hour and a half early. And I'm Vince B. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. You are the wonderful and exciting Vince B. I am David A. Price. And I'm the smartest blue furry you've ever met. I'm Hank McCoy. Traitor. And and breaker breaker of the multiverse. You're not good. Uh, no, you don't even know. You're not. I don't. <laughs> I plead ignorance when it comes to the X Men. Gladly plead ignorance. You're not Hank McCoy. You're Jason Wood. What up? Yay! Tis the season, y'all. Right. It is. It is that. Got my birthday week. Got Christmas coming. Wow. It's all about. I'm off for your birthday week because it's your birthday week. What? Oh, it's seven. Back up. You took his birthday off. I took his whole week off, yeah. Yeah, he took the whole week off in honor of me. Oh, it wasn't in honor of you. He just took it off for the, for the holiday. It's true. And it's nothing true. to do with you. Holiday. 
Uh, well, before Jason breaks your ears with that, I'm going to tell you that oh there's my only one place to go if you would like to get your comics and collectibles at rock bottom prices. Just one choice. That's very simple. Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. You can get all the stuff you want and get it a fraction of the retail price, mm-hmm. such as, Jason, I picked this one especially for you. Okay. From Marvel. Rob Liefeld, Deadpool, OGN, Say No More, Bad Blood, OGN, $24.99, cover price. Your price, $12.49. That's 50% off, and it's a mature reader's title. There's a parental advisory on this thing. So, one can assume, right, that it's going to be in line with the movie and not the comics. It's probably going to be raw, right? And something that's not Rob, but that's beautifully written and drawn. It's the Flintstones from DC. The first trade paperback collection is going to be coming out. Uh, it uh, scoops up issues one to six of Mark Russell and Steve Pugh's awesome series. Sixteen ninety nine cover price. Your price, eight dollar forty nine cent. And the thing about which I'm most excited from DC and Boom. It's a tag team. Planet of the Apes, Green Lantern, number one. Robbie Thompson's writing it. Barnaby Begenda is drawing it. Oh, my God. Buy this thing. Three ninety nine cover price. Your price, $1.99. DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or ordered editions. And you get everything shipped straight to your front door. It's effortless. DCBService.com. Say it. DCBService.com. Thank you. A little delay there. That's it. okay. It. Well, I thought you were talking to Dap because you're always addressing him instead of me. No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's not even close to being true. It's because you guys get that little 10 minutes to start the show where you, you chat first. You give me the tough love. Dap is just all love. He, he just gives it to me all the time. I have to pull it out of you. And That's true. I do. It's like it's like a the the freaking prickly nut in the middle Dude, of the... my heart sings when I think <clears> of you. Yeah, well, you got to admit, I've been falling in line with this new brand spanking new website thing. Have I not been falling in line? I mean, it's been one one week. I, mean, I still did <laughs> it. Slow our roll here. I paid attention to the texts when they came through on the Slack, what to do. I had them done. You did? I did not. Dap said jump. I said, my brother, how high? You both had crushingly good articles to start. Oh, my God, no. Dap did. I just being I'm just being me. Daps was that was some science there. Dropped it. I just I, only because of that awesome feature image. Oh yeah. And if you would like to experience this the newness, the new hotness of eleven o'clock comics. <laughs> eleven o'clock. Oh my goodness, the beer. Eleven o'clock comics. Come to our website. It's brand new. Eleven o'clock comics dot com, right? Yes, sir. It's there for you. You will see and read and, and experience content that is not available on the podcast, not available on the Facebooks or the Twitters or any of that. You can only get it at 11oclockcomics.com. Why? We, because we've been resting on our laurels for a hell of a long time and we have, yep. we have stuff to give. We're, we're lazy as fuck. Yeah, that we are. Is that, and I mean, I, we're damn good at what we do. So I think we should capitalize on that fact and bring you even more goodness in one-stop shopping. Yes. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's this. We there are things that we talk about on the show that we may want to go into more detail on. Right, can't go on the show. Exactly. Bring it to the website. I'm working on a interview, a website only interview for for a creator who we personally are big fans of, and he's a friend of ours, and he loves the show. Uh, but logistically, it's a nightmare to try to get him to come on the show. So keep that cat um, in the bag. Don't let the cat out. I'm not. So I just. So that's something I'm working on. I hopefully for next week. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So we're but we're having we're I, I think we're going to have this week. If this week is any example, based on what we've done on the site and what we've been saying to each other behind the scenes regarding the site, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this and, and the best is yet to come. Right. Well, it's, it's, all, it's all downhill now because we're familiar with the WordPress. We know about the how to import the images, how to make it work, how to flow the text and make it beautiful, or at least you know our definition of beautiful. But you, you hit on a, a, a very important point when you said we can go into much more detail about things than we can on the show. How many times have I lost my way on the, on the show and just just start talking about shit and I forget, you know, that there is a time limit on the website. I can get nuts and Jason won't be rolling his eyes. I don't ever roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. So you much. know, you know, you know what I feel like? I feel like that because Neesman left the show, you try and make me Neesman sometimes. Oh, yeah. I have to vilify you. Yes. I am not the not, villain. I'm not wearing the. I'm not wearing the black hat, dude. <laughs> I, I, I got much. I got so much love for you. Every, my heart's gonna burst, especially with this time of year. He does. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that. First. I can't wait till you see what you got me for Christmas. All the stuff. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Everything you want it for. I'm looking for the next issue. I'm looking for that uh, that gold digger column. I can't wait for that. I will do that now because I I, I can go deep on gold digger. You know what? One of my ridiculous. Pardon that's, me. That Gold Digger is comics a, should be ridiculous. Right, Gold Digger is a very ridiculous comic, and you can't talk about it to the unin, uninitiated. It's something you have to be there, relatively ground floor, because the the mythology never went away. It's all canon. I hate that word, but I'm going to use it, and it all matters. So. You can't jump an issue like 127 and seem to and, and, and want to know what's going on because you won't. Let's talk about comics while we're doing this. What do we got? Yes. Oh, we didn't do the the drink roll call. We didn't do a damn uh, thing. Yet. I'm going to get been 451 episodes. It's all good. I'm going to get slapped, probably. But um, somebody gave me a case of black and tan. Oh. I don't want it to go to waste. So I'm, but I'm, you, all right. I'm being, great again, I'm being honest. I'm just me being, being honest. honest. I'm drinking and, black and, and tan. And, and you're saying that you did not purchase no, this cake. No, someone else did. Somebody else did. And they and, said, hey, have a great holiday. Here you go. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I will take this. But <laughs> I'm drinking it in protest. What about you, Jason? I am drinking an old favorite, Close de los Siete, that red table wine that we drink. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I was – there was a 50-50 chance you said old favorite. It was either going to be that wine or it was going to be a mandarin orange seltzer. Mm. Nah. All right. All right. I roll, man. (laughs) No, not twice a month at least. Nah. Get my drink on. It's holidays. It is. 
holiday. There it is. You're older. There it is. Celebrate. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> Dap, what you chugging on? I am chugging on uh, the, the, the quarterly knocking point shipment came uh, oh. over the weekend. So this is uh, knocking points Walla Walla from Walla Walla Valley, Washington. Um, it's their Bordeaux blend red wine. And it is um, – it's got some uh, – I guess – Heft. There's there, there's a little bit of um, heaviness to it. It doesn't. Uh, I can't just. Well, like you just said, Vince. I can't just chug this like I can with some of the other uh, wines I've been drinking lately. So I'm taking my time with it. It's 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 pretty good. You should take your time with it. I'm taking my time. You with deserve it. it. All right, onward towards the comics. No thank yous. I don't believe so. I only because I received a few um christmas cards some 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 holiday cards from from some friends um yep got one from mr steven water yes got his and uh received one from mr jonathan gordon which had some uh some art in it oh i think i got one too but i didn't open it it came today yeah my wife opens the cards i haven't checked today so if i did get it i will shout it out next week so apologies yeah i got uh, i got a box but i didn't open it yet I've gotten a couple of boxes and I think my, there was, I have one from the EOC gift exchange and, um, one of the items was gift wrapped. The other item in the box was not, but I haven't taken advantage of that second item yet. I might wait until Christmas, but, um, and I also received a card from Ms. uh, Terry S. Wood of Wandering Star. Oh, uh, I think there's a thing going on between you two. Well, she sent one to uh, – this is number six of 60. She sent a card to everyone who reviewed the Wandering Star collection on Amazon. You didn't deny it when I made that claim. No, no. I mean it's not there's, – there's, it's – it's listen, there's there's room in my heart for Chris Somni <laughs> and Terry. There's, 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 <laughs> Somni's now crying. It's, I doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> All right. So, so what are we reading? I have something that was a complete impulse buy. Oh. Mainly because man. mainly because it was so cheap, very inexpensive. Uh and it's a zero issue. And I just okay. I just picked it up on a whim because I love the she devil with a sword. Okay. And although I haven't uh, read everything that has come out from Dynamite mm-hmm. uh, featuring Red Sonia. I did for a certain amount of time and you know we grow tired of, of some characters and then we, we visit them later and when the when the publisher decides to, to jumpstart a new series I'll give it a shot. This is Red Sonia number zero written by Amy Chu illustrated by Carlos Gomez Color art is by Mohan, and it's published, of course, by Dynamite. It's it's merely beer. Uh, it's the bare, I know it's the barest of hints about what's going on in this series, but you get the full conceit of where it's going on the last page. Okay, Sonia is is hired by by a, a this group of people, the Maru, to protect them. Right, and that's exactly what she does. She's she in the, as this issue opens, she's fighting this massive, fire-breathing, tentacled, winged 
beastie and and she's lopping off um ar- like tentacles and she cuts its tail off and it's breathing fire and it's not getting to her it's it's basically an excuse for carlos gomez to draw red sonia in very um it's good girl art it's the very definition of good girl art um it's not explicit but you know you you're familiar with sonia's chainmail right it leaves very little to the imagination and gomez has a very good handle on the female form very first page it's a splash page right and sonia is with her back to the reader running up steps towards this creature and the way she's running, she's got the weight on one leg and her hip is kicked out and the the, the chainmail bottom part is, is flapping in the breeze. It's a very beautiful drawing of a woman. That's I'm just going to leave it at that. But that's not just beautiful woman. The architecture is great. Like the way he composed this page, the steps arc in and she's running up just straight into this the the claws of this demon. It's a really nice opening page. So um, Sonya's fighting this this monster, and she looks like she's got the she's got the beat on him. She's bringing it down. But who pops up? Kulan Goth. Huh. I, that's where I thought I found this very interesting because Kulan Goth is a Marvel character. Roy Thomas and I believe Barry Windsor Smith created Kulan Goth. So I'm thinking when they got the 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 Red Sonia package, they got all of the Red Sonia package. Not only, you know, the the uh, I don't know if they have the ties to Conan. I was because Dark Horse publishes Conan, right? Maybe. Well, see, yeah, because of the split there, I was thinking maybe whatever they created that the uh, um. Because, like, the Avengers fought Kulan Goth. The X-Men fought him, didn't they? It does sound like they did. Yeah, he pops through through time uh, through uh, timelines. but And Conan. Kulan Goth has been a thorn in Conan's side for a while. But I just thought it was neat. Not only Well, Red Sonja's a Marvel character. So you have two Marvel properties <sighs> at a rival publisher. And they're doing good things with it. So Kulan Goth pops in, and he's like, I'm not done with you yet, Lassie. He plucks... Sonia out of the present and he deposits her somewhere else. So she arrives in this subterranean passageway and she's milling around and, and she encounters some people, uh, men, and they look really strange to her and they're, they're speaking in this unknown tongue. They can't understand her. She can't understand them. They're afraid of her because they, and they should be because Sonya has a propensity for swinging the sword first and ac- asking questions later, right? But I'm going to blow the surprise because it is a zero issue. Uh, spoilers if you would want to find out on on your own. But as she's going through this passageway, she notices this, this these metal things running through it. And she's saying, wow, this is quality workmanship. Um, and she comes out into the light and it's a manhole cover. So she is in the present, and <laughs> and and I'm intrigued because the solicitation for the next issue, which would be issue number one, has Red Sonia swinging a lamppost, like part of a lamppost. She's in the modern day, and our world will never be the same. <laughs> 
Now, I don't know where they're going to go with this, but I have to admit that I am intrigued. I think okay. I think it could work. Mm. No? No, I, I am. It's, it is, it, it's interesting. I mean, we've read the, you know, what if Conan was, showed up in the 80s. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I mean, we've, I, I don't dislike fish out of water stories. I, uh, Star Trek four is one of my favorite movies. I, I, I get a kick out of seeing people in situations that it's, it's not just one thing where, you know, you wake up in another country and it's still your time. But I mean, to be someone from a completely different era and, and have years and generations go by and, and, and then suddenly just be, in our present, that's yeah. No, that that could be. You it may be have fun, me yeah. picking this up. Yeah, and I want to read this. The, I, I will um, admit that the art is very cheesecakey, but it's not. It's not posy, like Greg Land, where you could tell that that pose is referenced from somewhere. This is, although not along the same stylistic uh, tendencies as you know Frank Thorne. This, uh, Carlos does not draw like Frank Thorne, okay? But the poses seem natural like Frank Thorne's. And um, Sonia is not too buff. She's shapely. She has a very feminine form. She's not extremely muscular. It's just great drawing through this whole thing. It's good girl art. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I was captivated by this book. It's, it's mm. yeah, Sonia's got it going on, you know? Not too busty, just right, just right. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Nick Bradshaw did the cover. Uh, oh, nice. Yep. There's that's three of them. One's Nick Bradshaw. Um, mm-hmm. Then you got one by um, Brandon Peterson. Hey. Yeah, and then uh, J. Scott Campbell did the incentive cover. Hey. Of course, that's not a surprise, right? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Red Sonia numbers oh, here. Pick it. It's a it's a quarter. You you're not going to break the bank on this. If you don't like it, you're out a quarter. It's a quasir. Yeah, I liked it. Nice, nice, nice. What else? Next. I know. Well, it's like, you you gotta... know I brought I brought the DC bombshells last week, right? You did. So I've been man. You know, uh, one of my favorite things this this last year has been the un. Yielding and highly consistent uh, funnies that uh, that uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor bring with with the Harley Quinn in her various forms. Right. And I was uh, trying to catch up on my Regine pile over the past week, and I had Harley's Little Black Book uh, issues three and four. Oh, nice! In, in my pile, and uh, so I, I read them and. For those that are unaware, that is a companion book to the regular Harley Quinn series, also written by Jimmy and Amanda. Um, but it has a couple conceits. One, I think it's bi-monthly, if not quarterly. I know it's not every month. It is um, oversized. It is um, it's it's essentially a um, Brave and the Bold format. Yeah. It's a team up. It's it's Harley plus somebody else. Uh, and it's often, so far, each issue has had a different artist of some renowned that isn't generally uh, someone you find doing uh, regular sequential work. So in issue number three of Harley's Little Black Book, 
It is uh, co-starring Zaytana, written by Jimmy and Amanda, with art by, and this is interesting, Joseph Michael Lindner. Yep. Nice! Which, uh, again, you know, you do not see him draw interiors much at all anymore, and when he does, that's not DC superheroes. Um, so, there is a continuing narrative in this from prior issues. The uh, In issue number two, um, we were introduced to the London Legion of Superheroes, which is a group of misfits from London, um, really, really poor, poor, like poor superheroes um, that come to America to find Harley because they love her. And so they're still shacking up at her place. And she, uh, Zaytana shows up for a three-night gig at the club that Harley owns. And so she shacked up at the place as well. And nearby, there is a abandoned amusement park. And within that, there is a Hellgate 2 ride. It's like a, some type of like little roller coaster haunted house thing that, that's abandoned. And uh, as it turns out, it's actually haunted. So um, some spirits, uh, they're going to tear this place down to build something new. And so some spirits hear this and they realize that their home is about to be gone. So they, uh, looking for a new place, they make their way to Harley's place, which is nearby. And the spirits explain to her that they are going to lose their crib. And that there's a demon within the building that uh, that is possessing it. So, uh, long story short, Zaytana, who's also in the building because she's going to perform, and Harley team up with the Motley crew from London, and they battle the demon. Uh, and it's just, uh, again, Jimmy and Amanda just bring the funny, man. Like, there's so much double entendre and innuendo between Zaytana and Harley, which is which is super dope. Lindsner certainly knows how to draw the ladies. No question about that. Uh, and the demon essentially comes to bear and they, they have to battle the demon and Harley dons a Ghostbusters uniform and uh, they start doing battle with a bunch of hell creatures. They end up in a um, uh, a domain where they realize that this demon was, was once human and was turned into uh, this demon forever having to run, rule uh, or, or, or torment people in this building. So they try and figure out a way to... to to get his soul back. And it turns out that the major domo, the head demon, the one that did this to him, his name, Nad Oedid. Now, now think about that for a second. As we know, Zaytana, her spells have to be by saying words backwards, backwards right? Yes. So this demon's name spelled backwards, Dan to Dio. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a demon. <laughs> It's hilarious. So they go to Nad Oedid's crib, and it is, Vince would be very happy, it is a bacchanal. Instead of being a Mephisto-like hell where everything's burning and stuff, they go, it's a giant Grecian building with fountains and pools and tons of naked people making out and having orgies. There you go. Just living the life. And and Nad Oedid is in the middle of the whole shenanigans. They try and convince him to... Uh, Oh, that does, deep, that does not look like Dan DiDio. That does not look like No, him. that's no, very buff for DiDio. No, no, yes. no. It looks like a very handsome buff young man. <laughs> looks like Namor. But Harley makes a deal that she will stay <clears throat> in this hell with Ned Weeded for 30 days in exchange for this dude's soul. And Harley being Harley, she's such a stone-cold freak 
that Nad Oedid actually sends her back to Earth after a day because he cannot believe how depraved she is and he <laughs> wants her gone from his domain. So just very, very clever, hilarious. You've got Zaytana and Harley doing their thing. You've got Zaytana and Harley in string bikinis. Um, you know, this is what it is. It's unapologetically unapolog- uh, cheesecake and fun. Uh, that's what this is. That's what this book is. I love it to death. If you're not into that, if you're too cool for cheesecake, if you're too cool for second this isn't for you. Now, this is, good, this is the again, the definition of good girl art. It is exactly that. Yeah. And then issue number four, and this is where the, the, the kismet from last week comes into play. Issue number four of Harley's Little Black Book is teaming her up with DC Comics Bombshells. Yep. Nice. And that is uh, Amanda and Jimmy write it, and art by Stanley Tucci. And I have to say, yes. Oh, it's not Billy Tucci. It's Stanley Tucci. Oh, Billy Tucci. I'm yeah, sorry. Bi- Billy not, Tucci. I was like, what? Tucci, I apologize. Um, no, this is this is quite possibly the best Billy Tucci I've ever seen. It is immeasurably better than what I expected when yes. I saw this Billy yeah. Tucci on the cover. Yeah. He it, should draw. He should draw good girl. Good girl art more often. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for those that are familiar with DC bombshells, they may be saying to themselves, "Well, wait a minute, Harley's a member, so that is correct." In this case, Harley um, has some kind of item that can send her places, and so she vortexes herself, uh, what is effectively into another dimension, which is the bombshells dimension, which, as I said last week, is a. It's a World War II setting where um, a bunch of DC women are um, heroines there, in, uh, and and she she's a part. There's a version of her that's a part of the team, and that, that's part of the narrative here because they kind of do a little swap where she's on a mission, the other one's on a mission, and they end up running into each other, end up swapping missions, that type of thing. But um, but amazingly fun Tucci's art, as you said, Vince looks looks incredible. Yeah, um, and uh, they just kick Nazi ass. Just like in DC bombshells, they just they 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 go through an adventure where they have to um, they're on a secret mission and they end up having to fight a bunch of Nazis and whooping their ass and uh, it's awesome stuff. It really is. Yeah. So, and this um, Zatanna, I think oh, I know. the when they're she's on stage performing. Yeah. Oh I my know. my god. I know. And there are vampires as well. I should mention. So fine. Issue. Yeah. Uh, Harley Man- does her thing. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller's in it. Yeah. Yep. Um. So just uh, this is a great great series and it's just it's a companion book to the ongoing series that uh that we all love so much and um I can't wait for uh it to be collected cuz I, I hope they put this out in a hardcover it's a prestige book oversized glossy paper 499 cover price so certainly worthy of the hardcover treatment if they want to go that route yep um but it just tickles my fancy man it's just it's just great fun you know cheese cheesecakey good girl Hilarious fun. Yeah. Are you aware of the artist that will be doing issue number five? No. Simon Bisley. Interesting. Now, that's interesting to me because I do really like his art, but I I wonder if he can draw the, the good girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, team-up uh, angle is with Lobo. So. Oh, very interesting. Okay. It's, it's set in stone. I got to get this. Okay. I want this in a hardcover. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are you saying? Uh? No, he, Vince amuses me. 
I do amuse. I don't know what I do to amuse them, but I'm glad because I do. Because Vince never actually buys hardcover books. I. That's all I buy are hardcover books. That's true. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> Because of all those dust jackets he has at home. Oh yeah, I, that's how I keep. I heat my house in the winter. I burn dust jackets. I can't can't stand the damn things. Such a hater. Damn. I just gonna hate, hate, hate. Speak. Uh, um, Tell us. Um. Well, I didn't get to read as much as I wanted uh, to. I was doing a uh, bunch of. Um, I was jumping around a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I went back and. Um, because I realized as I was, as I've been, it. as I've been enjoying, uh, Greg Smallwood on Moon Knight, I realized I never finished, I read the first two issues, but I never finished the first Dream Thief. And I didn't realize that there was a follow up. So I've been reading that, uh, but while I've been reading that, I decided to, um, get caught up on the Champions. So I read the uh read the second and third issue. Same. Um and that is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying this literally this team coming together. Um it's uh it's you know, Cyclops is now part of the team. Uh Cho isn't really keen on that, but it's it's uh he's He's not as as opposed to it as, as he was initially. It is it was a great setup as far as getting um when they meet Cyclops, but uh you know the this trinity of of um of Ms. Marvel and Nova and Spider Man, um they have some great chemistry together and, and uh it's it's a lot of fun to read these characters in this setting. Uh it, it's not the third issue is a little on the um Political side, but it's not, uh, it doesn't really feel like it stops the flow of the story dead. Everything, uh, it, it still feels like what Wade has been doing with the first two issues. So there's no, um, it's not like all of a sudden here's, uh, you know, a, a Heroes for Hope issue. This is just a, it, it, it's still this team battling bad guys. Uh, but the, the whole it, it's colorful. It's not as as uh, I guess as heavy or as adult or as um, real worldy problem. Not even I don't want. It's not real world problems. But but the way like Amazing Spider Man or Iron Man or or any of the other grown up with 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 real grown up yeah, real with, with grown up characters as as the lead characters. Um, this does not. Feel like that. It, it's 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 a little. It, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, similar to to the way uh, Miss Marvel is, or Nova is, or, or maybe Spider Man, because I'm way behind on the Miles Spider Man book. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And the now that uh, well, Viv has been on the team, but just just the way everybody has to uh, the main three heroes, because we're familiar with them, they've had their own books for a while now when they were on the Avengers uh, but once you add the other three they um, everybody kind of has to get used to who everybody is and 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 everything that they can do those are great um, the second issue kind of gave some if you're not familiar with the characters uh, the second issue kind of 
brought you up to speed on, especially their personality, but uh, some of their power sets and, and, and who they are. It was kind of, it wasn't as detailed as on a Hotmo issue, but you still got uh, a sense of who these heroes are and, and, and what they'll be able to do. Um, and I did get caught up on, uh, on Moon Knight, which again, uh, Lemire is, is killing it, uh, this year, but, um, this, this is the issue where you had, uh, all of the different personalities that, uh, Mark Spector has had over the years. He's, uh, meeting them head on and trying to, there, there was a reason why each one of them, whether it was Lockley or Grant or, or there was a reason why each one of the personalities, uh, was formed and, and, and came to the forefront. And, uh, one of them was an imaginary friend when, when he was a child. And it's just, it's all Lemire, I think does a pretty good job of not dismissing or insulting what came before. Uh, but this is a character Moon Knight has never really had, um, at least recently staying power and, and he's been mishandled over the years, whether it was that Charlie Houston series or, um, you know, there was the, the Fist of Kashu. There were, there were so many, there've been a lot of Moon Knight titles over the years. Uh, and the Warren Ellis, the, the volume that kicked off by Warren Ellis a couple years ago, that, that was a good one. And, and you had Cullen and Wood and you had a few writers carrying it along and, and that was good, and then it paved the way for Lemire to do this, and I think he's doing a, a fantastic job. You know, when all the, with everything we've read by Lemire over the years, if, if, I don't think I ever would have imagined him being able to take, writing Moon Knight, cause that's, it, it's, it's fun to joke about Moon Knight, but it's not exactly a book where you're like, oh, I'd love to see that guy take on Moon Knight. That, that's not really a character that you've want to see one of your favorite creators kind of take on because again over the years there hasn't really been anything great done with the character so uh this this issue issue nine finishes up this arc where um now uh it ends with uh mr knight going he's decided to go back to the hospital and uh he has to kill Kanshu. So that's where the next arc will take us. And I guess it'll be Moon Knight versus, uh, his God, more or less. And there's a, another Marvel book. Wait, was, can we just pause on Moon Knight for one second? Sure, sure. I think sure. it's pretty, it's pretty, it's an amazing feat when you have four artists working on one book, an artist of the level of James Stokoe yep. and Greg Smallwood. Yep. And Torres and yep. Frank Avilla, yeah, and and none of them outshine the other. They're all doing incredible work. Like I went through issue number nine, and I, and as the the art style would change, 
obviously it's inevitable that you would compare the following pages to those that preceded it and so on. And you have four different artists on this thing and I can't pick one that outshines the other three. That's that's incredible when you have this level of talent on a book and they're all producing amazing pages like the in issue nine, the, the Stoko page with the, the 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 containment suit just like vanishing vanishing yeah. and then yeah. you you have the, the the punch page by Frank Avilla and the, just and Smallwood's pages are just amazing like how are they getting these guys to produce this caliber of work on one book it's insane and it's so fitting that each of them have the different personality to take on it's not like they're it, right. it's it it works because it, if if yes Stoko's art looks different Sure. Than Torres, and of course it's going to look different than Frank Avia. So the way that, because the Spectre's personalities are not quite, they are they're all different. Then uh, it's it's makes sense that the art would. There's there was um there was a page earlier in this in this arc that uh, three of the artists each took a panel on a page. Right. We talked. Yeah, we talked. And that about was. That. That was stunning. But I want to see a Moon Knight book exclusively by Torres or Frank Avilla or Stoko. But you get it all in in one thing here. And it's like, yeah. wow. Are they putting this out in hardcovers or, or, or trades? I do not know. I mean, this is... Most of the, the, the Marvel, whatever they're calling this, is, whatever, the new Marvel is coming out in trades. But maybe This is a prestige book. Or at least it, it, it should is. be. It yeah. should be. I could I I can actually see this on my shelf. I I would not be opposed Me to, to owning this as a and it's yeah. Moon Knight. Like what? I know, right? <laughs> what what universe have we have there? we slid into it, an alternate dimension or something? I gotta say, like I'm with you guys on the art, but I I I still think it feels a lot like like a Moon Knight book to me. Like in the sense that like I just feel like they like can't we have a Moon Knight story that doesn't involve him having multiple personalities? Like I know he's got split personalities. I just feel like. For ten years now, almost every Moon Knight story revolves around the fact that he's trying to figure out if his personalities can be can be beaten. Can he take control of his life again? It's like see, I think that that Houston and Finch series that was a mess, and I don't think that really that 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 kicked off with more about revenge from his former sidekick from Round Robin. So I don't know if if um, if that particular series, I don't remember if that focused on the personality disorder i have no idea about the bendis malina okay so i yes it is something that seems to be obviously part of the character i don't know if different writers are like you know i'm going to do my take on that or i have I, i have a handle on it i know what to do with it but yeah you're right i mean there are which is why I haven't read every single moon knight series because it 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 can be more of the same but if you can if if you can do, I mean, at least with the Ellis stuff, when he came out with Mister Knight, and he didn't, he didn't have the cape and cowl on, and that was, all right, that that's nifty looking. I I, I can dig that, and and, and and Declan was working on it, and and that that looked sharp, and it was, it um, those were mostly done in one stories, and it's just like you know, here's Moon Knight, it's just another character in the Marvel universe, but he's dealing with a different corner that even Daredevil doesn't really mess with, so that felt. Like a very different Moon Knight book, and we weren't really, we weren't being hit over the head with the personality issues. Whereas Lemire knows that it's part of the character, 
and he is being extremely creative with it. And I think he, he's, he's able to get away with what he's doing because it, it is somewhat, it, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a different take, but it's different enough where I haven't seen it done like this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you could take Mark Spector out of crazy town, but you can't take the crazy town out of Mark Spector. I think that's, yeah. that's always going to be. Uh, a part of uh, listen, I don't mind him multiple personalities. It's one of the things that makes him different, but it's just like, I don't know, like, can we actually have some action too? And I think we will. I mean, it might, it's, it's nine issues. I, so far, I can, I can see being a slow burn is, with those nine issues. We've only had two, two arcs, but, um, now that he has a purpose, and he knows what he needs to do going into this third arc with issue 10. Once that concludes with whatever Jeff has planned next, that I, I'm hoping I, it may, it would make sense to me as much sense as a Moon Knight book can make that we will get some action. I don't know if I want to see him taking on a Taskmaster right now, but I mean, yes, I oh, think I we're going to. I don't oh, know, and that would be hella cool. <laughs> wrong wrong character I, to pick. Just, uh, <laughs> why I said it. It's exactly why I said it. But um, it's it's something that it, it would definitely shake it up, and it would be a change of pace. But I mean, right right now, this character Jeff needs to get him where he needs to be, and and yes, then then we can see him take on Taskmaster, who apparently has been in. Every goddamn Marvel book recently between oh, yeah. the, all the, the unbeatable squirrel girl. I mean, the dude is most just, people can't draw him though. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and this this book surprised me because I did not finish the previous Nova series, so I had no idea. Damn, Zach but, is going right down it. I am. He's not. Uh, he's not giving us a chance to breathe here. That's you, okay. You, you, I didn't, you get it. I just like I'm, I didn't even get to talk about champions. So you were like, oh, I read champions. Like, me too. Right. And you're like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You are right. Jason, what's your take on champions? Well, I mean, that covered it all. I mean, you know. Uh, not all of it. He didn't touch upon the the uh, the daughter of the vision breaking Mr. Cho's heart by, you know. Yes. So, I mean, I think to – I mean, that made the point that I was going to make, which is that I thought that the third issue – while okay was definitely a little too political for me, I think it was a, a step down from the first two just because there was such a whimsical fun to the first two. Um, so I, I could have done without the third issue, but, um, but I think there were components of the third issue that carried the day beyond the political stuff, which is like there was lots of quipping about who should be the leader and, uh, people like being like, especially Nova having issue with the idea of Cyclops being the leader and then, you know, being like, well, you weren't even the leader. You know, he's like, you weren't even leading the X-Men for that long before they pulled you out of time. He's like, who did you battle? And like, Cyclops was like, uh, Eunice, Magneto, Juggernaut. Like, like, so he's like, whatever. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, the third issue, we also got, uh, Amadeus getting his heart broken by Viv because they make out and she's not feeling it. And then she says, maybe I should try another gender, which is super hot. Uh, and which <laughs> but- I love. Yeah, and but she's like, no, I'm I'm in no mood to experiment. Yeah, Kamala's like, I don't think so. Yeah, Kamala's like, nah. <laughs> um, but the second issue was dope, though. Them sitting around it the was. campfire trying to get to know each other. I love that. Every minute of that issue, I thought that was a splendid issue from start to finish. Duplicate panels um, and all. What's that? Duplicate panels and all. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I'm better. Yeah, no, I dug it. Do that. I, I dug it a lot. All right. I think it's a fun issue. And I will say that uh, before Dap gets into his... Uh, 
his next Marvel book. I will say that um, for as much of a debacle as the prior Wade Avengers series was with the kids and the adults all together, I think both of these new versions, which are essentially splitting the things apart, are working for me. I think he's back. I think Wade's got his mojo back. Cool. Because I thought Avengers number two was very good as well. It was. It absolutely was. And it, um, the, uh, the scenes with, with, with Hercules, especially at the, uh, beginning of the, the issue were, um, were a lot of fun. Although it is, there is some confusion, at least with my eyes, that, um, especially during the fighting scenes, but I guess that's appropriate being Kang and all, but there, there was, um, things were not as, Clear yeah, it was a little visually hard to follow. I agree with all the Kang sort of intermingled against one another and fighting in the in in limbo, where everybody's floating around. Yeah, but you're right. It is a. Um, Are we talking about Avengers number two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, Y'all lost me there for a second. Sorry, Del Mundo and Wade. Yeah, got it. Um, one of the cool things about that was that uh, recall on the end of the first issue, um, uh, the you know Kang kills. They kill all the baby Avengers to try and get them out, rid of them. So all the Avengers get rescued by a future Kang into limbo. But what was cool is that Hercules doesn't get killed, and the reason is is because he's a demigod and nobody knows when the hell he was born. So I thought that was cool. Yes. So that allows him to. That's a neat hook. To, yeah, it's a cool little hook. Um, so my last Marvel book for now is go. the. Uh, since I never finished the previous Nova series, the um, I had no idea, spoilers, that Richard Ryder is back. And this new Nova series is written by Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez. Art is by Ramon Perez. And it is... Um, it's real easy on the eyes. It's a good looking book. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of doesn't need to be said being Ramon, but you know, Sam is still, it, it's, I, I have to give props to folks like, especially, you know, I don't know what Loveness has written. Um, Aside from this first issue of Nova, I, I know Ramon is, is a talented writer, but the Sam in, uh, in this, in this series sounds very much like the Nova in Wade's champion series. So the fact that it's, it's, I, I, a consistent across Books, whether you know from one writer to the next in the team, it, it's um, I you don't really always get that. So the the fact that we have it here and and it was pretty seamless since I went from reading Nova and then went to issue two of Champions, it, it um, nothing was nothing seemed out of place. So you have um, you know Richard is back and things don't seem to be doing. He's got some issues because he, um, when he, when he met his untimely end at the end of Thanos in a parallel dimension called the Cancerverse, um, 
whatever the hell was going on with him over there, I guess he's kind of brought back with him because he, uh, he's talking to his mom and he's standing at the mantle looking at photos and there's a mirror above the mantle. Uh, but mom comes up to goes and it comes up behind him, puts her hand on his shoulder, but in the mirror, her hand looks all rotted and decayed. And then when he sees her reflection in the mirror, she's like a, 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 a zombie with half their skull, you know? So it's like, he's neat looking. It is. It, it is neat looking, but, um, so there's definitely something going on with Mr. Ryder. Um, Nova's doing his thing. There is a great, I think Vince would absolutely love this double page spread. Oh, of, I read it. Of, of Nova saving ego. Hell yeah. That was a great, yeah, I got my eye on that. It's, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. It, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> the only, the only man that reads comics with post-it notes to buy yeah, the pages later. Page. <laughs> I'm not the only man, believe me. Well, I wish I was the only, man only one that. of our men, so there you uh, go. The, uh, uh, it's basically, yeah, he, he goes, yeah, like, uh, an STD more or less, but, uh, great conversation between Nova. And the living planet. Sam goes to school. There's, there's, there's the usual Sam stuff happening. Um, and a very, almost like not quite Scotty Youngish type little, uh, dream sequence happening. But when, uh, the, the issue kind of ends with, um, with Ryder as Nova, um, Basically, just trying to relive those moments where he was Nova. He would look out above the horizon and 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 uh, just take it in the fact that he's so high up in the heavens. But he gets hit with something with with, with internally and and uh, doubles over, starts falling to Earth with uh, some thing. Uh, behind him in his trail, it it's uh looks like eyes. It, look, yeah. it basically there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, where, it um, looks like there's some cancer verse leaking from him. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this is um um uh and and the next issue is titled "Going Nowhere" and it's the nowhere with the uh that that we know from uh Guardians of the Galaxy and, and the, so yeah this is um I was I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, I, I uh. I was way behind on my Nova, but I saw that Perez was the artist on it, and that that um, Ryder was in it. So I figured I would I would definitely check it out, and I'm glad I did that. It, if I didn't go into detail now, that may have been my in your travels for tonight. So it's nice. I I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really solid first issue because even if again since if you're lost if you weren't reading the previous Nova book or only know Sam from. Avengers or the three issues of champions. I think you'll get everything you need to know with that particular character in this book. And then, Hey, Richard Ryder's back. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want to slight Mr. McGinnis. I love his work, but I think Ramon's work here is a better fit for Sam than the, the overly sculpted and, and, and just precision McGinnis. This feels more lyrical. It feels more, 
uh, breezy. The lines are, are, are more fluid than a McGinnis thing. This just seems right for the age of this Nova. There's certain- yeah, I loved it. I agree. I think it's perfect. And it, it, it's a lot of the, like the double page with ego. Um, he, you know, it's just that a lot of these lines are just play it where it lays. He's just putting them down. And it's, yeah. it, it's so fluid and amazing. Um, that said, I felt, uh, after I read this entire issue, I got a Blue Beetle feeling from this series. Uh, the Jaime Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not so much the fact that the, the previous version is in the narrative as well as the current version with what, with Ted Cord and being in the new Blue Beetle, but just the whole, um, the, the very specific, um, focus of, of the, this, like this is, this is a multicultural book and that's what Blue Beetle feels like to me. Like this isn't just, you know, let's just put uh, Joe Whitebread in the in the the costume. This there's a there's a there's a lineage that goes with this character and a, and histories and 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 you know um, ethnicities. And I, I like that. I liked when they mix it up like this. Yes. Um, I, I thought just this, as long as it's not a derivative character, though, right? No, I don't see this very derivative. Just because, uh, like, like. Um, you know, you're, you're, uh, what are you trying to say? Are you talking about, <laughs> you talking about Devil Dinosaur? Yes. What? No, I don't see that kind of stuff going on here. It's just a, a different kid in the costume, right? Yes. Well, I think with, uh, you're trying to, you're trying to bait. <laughs> he is. He is. My bait favorite is. panel in the whole thing is when they're eating the breakfast. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And nom, 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 nom. I love that yeah. panel. He's drinking and out of the carton. I, I, I kill my daughter when she does that. I revive her. And then I kill her again when she does it again. She drinks out of the, the milk carton all the time. No. That's no. wrong. I tell her it it's wrong. wrong. Yes, because yeah, the shit that's in your mouth is now flowing back into yes. the milk. That's, that's now your carton of milk. <laughs> no, exactly. Right? Nina's um, milk on it because nobody else is drinking that. <laughs> the, I, I, panels like that. I'm sure McGinnis could do, but they wouldn't have the vibrancy or the or, or the playfulness yes. that Ramon's doing. And and even though he has a formula and it works very well, and he sticks to it, which is great. So, I'm, McGinnis, yes, there, and, there's and that a pers- formula usually involves stocky, built, right? Yeah, well, that's dudes, his thing. You, you know. That's not really fitting for Nova. No, and, not and this he, Nova. To see these characters flying through the air and whatnot. Yeah, there's certain. I mean, McGinnis fucking kicked all sorts of ass on on Hulk, and why shouldn't he? He I did. It's perfect for that. But yeah, no, I agree with you. And I was surprised, but um, the cover hooked me. I'm like, all right, if that's the approach they're taking on this, I'm gonna check it out. Page one, bada bing, this is where we're going. I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. And especially when when mom's hand. Entered the mirror. I'm like, whoa! This is so cool. She needs a she needs a makeover a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right. I got something. You going to give me a chance to talk? Oh, oh snap! I have something very special. Um, this is a Dark Horse Archive volume. And before I get into it, I got to say that Dark Horse. When they do their archives, there is no expense spared. 
This is a great looking book. It's embossed uh, silver foil in the lettering on the. I took the dust jacket off, of course. On on the cover, it's just a a very heavy book. The paper stock is amazing. The printing is superb. Dark Horse takes pride in their books, and I I have to give them you know props because. This isn't exactly a series that you would think would get the red carpet treatment. I love it, and I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there that love it, but um, it's not a series that's going to ring a lot of bells with people because it was published by Gold Key uh, slash, you know, Western. Um, it's uh, 1976, I believe, this came out. Um, it was written... By someone you may no actually published in seventy two seventy three and seventy four wow okay um, this volume connects collects the first nine issues of Dagar the Invincible which was written by Don Glute and if you are a listener of the late lamented around comics you heard an awesome interview with Mister Glute. Mm-hmm. Glute has an amazing pedigree. He's he's a, a renaissance man. He does a lot of stuff. He's a writer, of course, uh, and has worked with all of the major publishers, right? Marvel, DC, uh, Warren. There's the pedigree with me. He did a lot of Amprella stuff. Uh, Charlton, he did the Red Circle books at Archie. Glute is also a – he has this awesome Frankenstein series. That was uh, originally released in paperback form, but it was later reprinted in Dennis Druck Tennis's Castle of Frankenstein. They, they were um, that's the revived Castle of Frankenstein. They just published an entire magazine of Glute's paperbacks, and then they did a series of them with uh, amazing art. Uh, but that I'm getting distracted here. Um, he's he's a screenwriter. He worked on Land of the Lost. Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Tarzan, DuckTales. Uh, he makes movies. And like when I was coming up, Glute's name was in Famous Monsters like all the time. So he was a dude that I latched on to early and followed all his stuff. But um, this series is illustrated by Jesse Santos. Uh, great covers by uh, Santos and George Wilson. Um, the gist is really simple. Um, this uh, Dagar was a uh, inspired by Marvel's success with Conan. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, Gold Key saw this, the 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 money flowing into Marvel when Conan hit big, and they're like, okay, let's see if we can reproduce this. So Glute, um, he did this on his own. He did a, um, a pitch for this series, and he sent it to to Warren, and Warren flat out. Um, nixed it. They're like, no, we don't want this. Um, and it ended up finally at Gold Key. And the, the the thing that differentiates this series from, you know, your Conans and your Culls and your 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 other sword and sorcery heroes is that Dagar is not a barbarian. Number one. Number two, his entire village gets wiped out by the soldiers of this nasty sorcerer called uh, Scorpio. And he pledges right then and there on the blood of his people to 
avenge them. He's going to get this Scorpio guy. And you know what? Now, this is where it differentiates from the standard sword and sorcery fair, where Conan is always, always pleading to Krom and Mitra to help him out. Krom, help me. And, uh, you know, Cull does it. And the, the, the worst of the transgressors is probably Solomon Cain. He's, he does everything for God, right? Dagar renounces his gods on page one of issue one. He's like, you guys were no help. You suck. Where were you when my people were getting butchered? I, you know, I don't need you. So just go the frig away. So it's a very, like, it's a very humanistic book. There's no pleading to sky daddies in this book to help out. Dagar does everything on his own. That's, I love that. Where he's he's not expecting help from anyone. He's he's a one man army. So he 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 takes it upon himself and his grandfather helps him out when he's young to train to bring down this Scorpio guy. Um and Goldkey saw this and like, what do you mean? This series is continued? Because the, the, the modus operandi at, at Goldkey was done in once. You didn't really have things that would continue issue to issue to issue. They didn't like that. So they're like, by the fourth issue, they said, well, you know, wrap this up in the fourth issue. You know, series is still going on, but wrap up the Scorpio thing because we don't want people feeling left out. We want somebody to be able to pick this book up off the stands and get the story. And that's what Glute did. But the first four issues are the narrative trails through it. Like he's he's hunting Scorpio and he does it. But – um, in the in the second issue, Glute throws in a werewolf and his sister, and there's a giant beast that's tended to by an agent of Scorpio. And in issue three, he encounters these vampires. He saves this girl, um, Graylin. She was being sacrificed to this vampire clan. Why? Well, because the humans once had a, a blood plant that they would siphon off the sap. And that would satiate the vampires. But Scorpio took the blood plant. And so the, the people had to figure out another way to, to calm the vampires. So they sacrificed one of themselves every once in a while. So Scorpio's at the root of everything that goes on in the first four issues. And, um, Dagar's pretty awesome. Like he's not your standard barbarian. He's handsome. He speaks very fluently. He's smart. Right? He's not whoring all over the place like Conan does. He does fall in love very easily though. Like the sister of the werewolf falls in love with her. The um the woman that he saves from the vampires, Graylin, falls in love with her. But she becomes a regular character after that. And uh the thing about this series is Glute was really sly because Gold Key didn't allow the creative teams to put their names in the book. Okay. Yeah, so Dagar is from Tolgonia. Now, if you take the first four letters of Tolgonia and reverse them, what do you get? Glute. Yeah. Right. So uh, he names towns in the book after his friends. He'll he'll reverse the names and put hyphens in them, and just so he could prove to someone who wasn't in the know that he wrote the book. And. Um, Another thing that Glute was really smart in doing is that he connected all of his gold key work. Mm. Like Dagar connects to Trag and the Sky Gods. There's this Neanderthal guy named Jarn who's Trag's brother. He shows up in issue 11. Then there's a crossover with Dr. Spectre. 
um, where it's revealed that all the, the, the bad dudes that Dr. Spectre is fighting spring from the same source as those fought by Dagar. So it's neat. If you, if you like this book, there's more gold key stuff from Dark Horse Archives that you can read that all ties into this. So it's, it's, it's a neat little um, experiment. But this is volume one, connects, collects, I did it again, collects issues one to nine. But Dagar ran for 17 issues, not counting the reprints. So it's been five years since this volume was published. So I sent Dark Horse a little query like, hey, when are we going to see the second Dagar the Invincible archives. And I got a very pleasant reply saying it's not on the schedule at the moment, but that's not to say that it will never be on the schedule, which kind of sort of means to me that, you know, don't hold out hope that for a second volume, because it may, mm-hmm. may, it may or may not come. But I can't see Dagar the Invincible being a huge moneymaker for Dark Horse, but kudos to them for trying. Because absolutely, yeah, yeah, they Dark Horse is awesome. Um, I mean, the writing's on the wall. When I get these things, I get them through Tifa on the Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a fifty dollar hardcover for like fourteen bucks. I think that says everything that needs to be said, right? These things are remaindered. There's not a yeah, whole. There's true. not a whole lot of people that want them, right? Um, but I think Jesse Santos's work is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the Ernie Chan mold, a little bit there. But he, I mean, he's very illustrative. He go, he goes deep into the drawing. Um, it's it's uh, it's a fantastic book that I think is overlooked by a lot of people. There's a, a really um, informative, a very informative intro by Don Glute, which he tells you the whole sordid history of uh, Dagar and how it got to to be printed at gold key and what it was originally called and who didn't want it, who wanted it. And it's, it's, it's neat. It's a great book. So if you have, uh, if you're on the TFA site during the black Friday sale and you see Dagar, the invincible for 15 bucks, pick it up. It's an amazing series. Fingers crossed for uh, volume two, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I had a boy. I'm glad to have the first volume. Oh, show. Yeah. I have many Dark Horse archives, and I think I got them all from Tifa. Interesting. Yep. And you know who owns Tifa? Who? Really? Vince is dumb. Yeah, I do. But anyway. <laughs> so what else do we have to talk about? Our patrons. Oh man. Um <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I wish you guys would get off your asses and catch up on blo- on Bloodshot. Oh please. <laughs> he is so adorable. Yeah, really. What you did you read Bloodshot USA number two? Yes, sir. I didn't read it yet. Didn't? You know why I didn't read it? Why? Because there were books in the Valiant package that I was uh, lusting for more than than uh, Bloodshot USA number and then two. You, and then you realized I, I should have read Bloodshot USA yes. number two, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. I don't want to say that for all the books I read. I read uh, Harbinger Renegades, number that, one. That, no, no. See? That was great. It It's not Renegades, which pisses me off. What did I say? It is, it's not Renegades? No. What no it, it's Renegade. Makes oh, sense. Oh, it's an S. 
None of the sense. It's an S. Where do you see it? It's one letter. No, I'm saying you're getting upset over one letter. It's only one letter. It's, you're, it's not plural. Big deal. It's not a team? What's the, no, it's, because I think the renegade's going to be Peter. Yes, but it's just, it's, yes, I was, I, it, it, but, <laughs> but anyway, was, I think it, we interrupted Jason, but did you see what was inside? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I poor almost, Jason. I, I couldn't, I, it was a squee almost, moment. It really was. Yes, it, was yes, it really was. happened. In the, it, it stapled into the, the, uh, the middle of Harbinger Renegade. Is a mail-in form. You collect away coupons. Yes, four. You collect all four coupons, mail them in, and you get a free special Harbinger Renegade Zero no. issue. What Harbinger Wars Two? Oh, whatever. I'm sorry. Issue number zero. Oh, oh, oh. I'm <laughs> pissed off about a letter. But we're going to bundle the whole time anyway with a zero issue, which is expected to ship by December 31st. Okay. 2017. I don't care. It's getting you ready for the 2018 Valiant event of mm-hmm. the year. That's planning. That is some major planning. But a fucking coupon, man. I know, I right? Not... It was old home week. Oh, this was just that was that was too much. But there's like there's three artists in this book because you have the intro page by um, uh, Raul Allen. You have your boy. Juan Jose Reap. Yep. Doing a couple of pages with a pretty interesting prologue. But the, um, the star of the show and the reason why I could not wait to get my grubby little pause on this issue is, uh, Mr. Derek Robertson. Mm. And, uh, yeah. the entire book is written by Rafer Roberts. Rafer Roberts. It is, uh, it's a crazy freaking book, man. It is. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I know very little about what I mean. This issue, the first page, catches you up, and there's enough um, people have found an exposition here and there, so you you know what was leading up to what everything that came before this particular issue. The last couple pages, um, that was pretty much for the whole setup, and that I, I think it was it paid off. And I they were smart because you don't have to know anything. About what has come before. Exactly. It's all spelled out for you in the first like three or four pages. Yep. 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 And even then, and even after that, uh, because of the things that were set up and mentioned in the first couple of pages, they, they expound on it a bit as the issue yeah. goes on. So, it, and, but it's, it's done really well. You're not, you're not hit over the head with, you know, if you didn't follow along, then, then, you know, then. Yeah. But the, the blood of these kids. These failed Syot activations. Oh, it's all on on um, faith, and it's all on their hands. Yes, because mm-hmm. they took all the they took the they dumped Harada's database. They yep. made it, they made it public. So all of the Syots that Harada knew about, mm-hmm. even, even the Syots themselves didn't know that they right. were that they were Syots. So all of this information is now made public. So the people that didn't know now know, and the ones that choose to get activated go about it. It's like getting a back alley abortion. Yep. There, there's people trying to activate psyops that have no business doing it, and one girl gets her entire head caved in. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. And, yeah. um, you know, so the blood is on their hands. If they'd never released the information, these deaths would never have occurred. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they did it. They did it in the, the, you know, information should be free. Let's bring down Harada by dumping all of the, the, uh, the things he has on all of these organizations and people. That's great. But, but by, by making it known, the deaths occurred. And it, no, it's right. a really, really good book. Um, but Jason, why don't you talk about Bloodshot without spoiling it? You can't do it. Can't, cannot do that. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm saying, I mean, what? I'm sorry. How am I going to not spoil it? Yeah. Well, you can, if there's a... a... Well, let's say this. I mean, first of all, uh, it's Jeff Lemire with Doug Braithwaite, (laughs) which he looks great. Braithwaite looks great. Uh, It picks up right after Volume 4 of Bloodshot Were Born, a.k.a. Bloodshot Island, which he touched on a little bit last week. Um, And I have to say, much love to La Rosa. But after seeing that second volume of Soyon, I gotta say, I think Soyon's my favorite Bloodshot artist so far. No. What? That's my personal opinion. I, I'm glad. I, I, I love the fact that, <laughs> no, no, let's just dial this back a little bit. I love the fact that you have an, a personal opinion on Bloodshot. Oh, yes. Bloodshot. Okay, that's great. But. No, I'm not quite sure about the logic here, which is that they, they train up Death, Death, Death Mate, right? Mm-hmm. Then they bring her to the city, and then they release this thing which turns the city's people into bloodshots so that Deathmate can kill them. Like it's training ground. They just, what? It's another. It's just like Bloodshot Island. It's the same kind of training ground. But couldn't they have just trained? Just, couldn't they just train her to kill people? Like what? Like like why do they have to turn people into bloodshots and then have her kill them? I don't. Because it's cool. It is cool. It is. Cool. It looks cool. It looks cool. And uh, again, no, since I can't get into spoilers, I will say it's it's a dope dope start, dope start. Yeah, I'm loving some Braithwaite. Yeah, I read the first issue. I just didn't read issue two. I will, oh. I, will get, I will get caught up for next week. Yeah, but the 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 book that David and I did read uh, in lieu of Bloodshot <laughs> USA number two was Savage. You want to talk about this thing for a little while? We can. I mean, it's I um. Let's set it up. And first. I only I creative team. Full disclosure, I I only read it because you did, and right. um, that doesn't mean I would have read Bloodshot USA number two. But I I asked you how it was, and then I started reading it. And had you responded to me before I started reading it, I probably would not have. Right. Um, well, it was written by B. Claymore. There, it's a well, it's a well written issue. It is. There, there are two artists involved: Louis Larosa and Clayton Henry, and Brian Reber on colors. Um, it, yeah. it's it's uh, about uh, a couple, um, Kevin and Veronica Sauvage, and Kevin's a. Uh, a football star, not the our kind of football. He's he's a soccer, soccer. star, and um, his wife, who seems to be his uh, business manager, um, thinks that you know, let's go to America, and you can catapult. The Basically, you'll aw- be Beckham. Yeah, the awesomeness that I know you possess 
to a much wider audience and you'll be all that and we'll be rolling in it and let's go do it. So they're on the plane coming from wherever it is they their origin, place of origin, and something happens to the plane and the uh, couple and their newborn child are stranded. AJ. Yes, stranded on an island. And it's an island populated by dinosaurs. Well, we only know that because of the first seven pages. And, no, and the you last know that page. in the last page. Well, the yeah. last page. And, 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 and yes, during his travels across the island, he passes the eggs. But, right. Uh, but it's a flip-flop story. Like the beginning of the book, you get the child grown into this formidable fighter. Like he attacks a dinosaur with what I'm assuming is a raptor claw. He uses it as a, as a knife of sorts. And that's the Louis La Rosa part. Those mm-hmm. seven pa- whole seven pages. Yes. And which, it's stunning. Just it is. It's absolutely it's stunning. Look. But buyer beware for me at least is that all the Facebook posts talking to Lewis at New York Comic Con I was under the impression and if that's on me so be it that this was B. Clay and Lewis's book yeah I was under that impression as well right I, and, as was I and I'm so sh- I was expecting nothing but Lewis right and, and I'm, I'm and, sure and, that once the main the 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 backstory narrative plays out that the the uh, Clayton Henry art's going to go away and the book will become all Louis LaRosa but right. it's in the the uh, divinity um, uh, blood analog man, analog man uh, packaging yeah it's got the, the really nice cover uh, clay coat uh, it's a beautiful looking book like I'm not going to um, take a dump on Clayton Henry. His, no, his, no, his, but it's so different than Louis LaRose. Like it's a totally different approach. Extremely mm-hmm. clean line. I mean, it's very. Um, LaRose's stuff is more painterly. It's, he, it's oh god, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's just and it's wordless. I, oh, except for when he's screaming after the uh, dinosaur. But if if the parents, if I, I'm assuming that because the child is alone. Mm-hmm. In the opening part of the book, and he's fighting this dinosaur, and he's doing a an awesome job, and it's bloody and it's vicious, and the dinosaur chomps down on his arm at one point, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to really bother him, not all that much anyway. I'm assuming that the parents meet some kind of untimely end. If that's the case, I do not understand why B. Claymore is investing so much time on the parents. Mm. They don't. They I'm, I'm don't think that they matter, right? There's a there's a, a shipwrecked. The father comes apart uh, upon a shipwrecked. Um, it looks like a yacht, and he goes in, and it, there seems to have been some kind of flesh eating um, bacteria that worked on these people. Either that, or it was cannibalism. You right. don't. You don't know. There's there's just decaying bodies in this yacht, and mm-hmm. and he flees the yacht, runs uh, to the beach, and then encounters a dinosaur, and that's where it's to be continued. But um, even in the process pages in the back, like it's it's great to to know all about this stuff. But when you look at the process, and it's La Rosa versus Henry, like 
I don't I don't really know why Henry was picked for this book. I, he's a great artist. I really like on well, Exo. Also, is Nia Valley an exclusive as well? Yeah, but I'm, I mean, on Exo or you know a more um, contemporary story. Great, the Evar stuff. Yeah, the, great. I think he's he's phenomenal. But when you look at the first seven pages and the ruggedness of it and the pulpy mm-hmm. and it's just the dinosaur is superb. And then you go to the Henry pages. This is like it's supposed to be mundane. I get it, but it's just I was. I was disappointed in this book. Yeah. I really was. It's a bummer. It is. Um, who's to say it won't play out in a different way? Like maybe the parents go away in issue two. Or maybe – I mean I – mom is not doing well. No. Because she needs to rest after they get to the island and, and, and she may have a fever. Um, and maybe because dad likes to drink and, and – Maybe, maybe he just decides that KJ can fend for himself. I, I don't know if both parents end up dying. I, 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 I think maybe mom dies and dad is just a dick and, and he kind of goes and becomes a hermit or something. I don't know if they're both dead, but it, it's, there's not a lot. It, it, it's a big jump for me to make that guess after a handful of pages. So, um, but I think I think Moore did a real good job of fleshing these characters out where, you know, yeah, you have the first seven pages with just the boy taking on a dinosaur and that sets the stage because it, it, that's right on the first page it says now. And then you get to, you know, like you said, Vince, it's like dad's a soccer star, wife is um, – Business manager, there's been some rumors, there's been some, uh, they're in the tabloids, he's not, uh, he's not the name he used to be, so yeah, fresh start in America, uh, they have kids back at home, and there's, there's a lot of, uh, more packed a lot of information in these couple of pages while they're, the plane hadn't even crashed yet, and you pretty much know everything you need to know about these, uh, that, about this couple, and, right. uh, they don't you know, seem when, when, to get along very well. There's like he he seems to love her more than she loves him, and that and but that's because she is she feels his talent is wasted because all he's caring about right now is vodka is more important to him than right. Like Jason, he goes back to the shipwreck and uh, scrounges up whatever food he he can and and supplies Mm -hmm. and. Uh, he takes great pains in removing all of the alcohol from the plane. Yeah, he didn't like that's the, uh, what you need on an island right. is, is is hooch, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just I I found the the parents' story uninteresting. Like I would have preferred if it was going to go the parents' way as the backstory. I would have preferred an entire wordless issue of the kid making his way. In this, in this island and just with like peppered with flashbacks of the parents. Like I think the parents are playing way too big a, a, a part in the first issue. Cause ultimately they're really not going to matter. Right? I, I'm assuming. I don't know. I, I, I'm conflicted. It's a, it's a good looking book, but it's just there, there are parts of it where it just really like it was, it was a chore to, to trudge through some of the dialogue between the, mm-hmm. hus- the husband and the wife. David? 
No, you're not. Uh, it, it was a. It was kind of a, a typical back and forth, not uh, not loveless marriage, but you know, just the spark isn't there right now, and there it, it's a it's a lot of work just to get through it. So yeah, some of the conversations were um, uh, not tedious, but yeah, there were. Yeah, for my money, along fast. Right, for my money, I would much rather watch a kid fighting dinosaurs than two parents bickering on a beach. That's all. And at least, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, the the last name is, is pronounced Savage, but yeah, I mean, so there, there's a reason why it's not like the kid's a savage and, and that's, you know, he's going after dinosaurs. There's a, uh, and, and dad's name is, um, I guess his nickname on the soccer field is Savage. So it's, it's, I, I, I appreciate the little touches like that as opposed to just, you know, calling the kid savage because he's going after dinosaurs with nothing but a raptor claw. Is, 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 That's kind of cool, kid. though. That is really cool, which means he either found a dead body, a dead raptor body, or he killed it himself. Right. Either way, right, it's right. badass, right? Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Great looking cover. It is a slick looking cover. And did you see the cover for number two? Yep. Yeah. Even better. So yeah, I got all uh, up in that Rogue One. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you, I'm. I I have to make myself go. Not because you know I got to force myself to do it. I'm very reluctant to get up off my ass on the weekend to go to a movie, but I gotta get there because you, you know what's going to happen. Spoilers with the wasp. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping to. Uh, I'll probably see it with my brother. And my niece is like we did last year with The Force Away. I don't know if I'll see it by myself next week during Jason's birthday week, but I might, if I can get away for a couple hours, I will. Otherwise, I'll just wait and find out when I can get together with um, with the Connecticut prices and see it with them. You got your tickets already, Jason? Yep. <sighs> Saturday. <laughs> uh. Gotta do it, man. Do you have to yeah. fill out an application to get a birthday week? Like mine's just one day. No, no, you just have to be the. No, man. last last <laughs> year it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was your month, Vince. My month. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think you made out pretty well for hitting fifty. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't last year, by the way. Oh, that was fuck. years ago. Yeah. Fifty deuce. I'll be fifty-two in August. Fifty-two. That's awesome. That's my DC. That'll be my DC year. We we gave you the that that was last year for fifty one. Fifty one was it two years ago where we gave you the art? Two years ago, dude. Well, year and a half. Was it really? Holy Mm -hmm. shit! Yeah, yeah. What happened last year? Mm, We didn't do a damn thing. Not a whole lot. It was just a day. (laughs) Just a day. Oh man. Yep. So what else do we have to talk about here? Y'all. I know, Vince, you haven't necessarily been feeling it so far, but what did you all think of The Walking Dead first half of the season? I thought the last 20 minutes were, were pretty good, but every everything before it was boring AF. Well, yeah. I don't agree. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, there, were, um, there were a couple episodes that were kind of setting things up for later, like when she um, – when she, when, when, when she and Heath went on, uh, she ended up on the Isle of Lesbos and, and 
promise not to let anybody know where uh, <laughs> there, there, that was the Isle of Lesbos. So, well, let me, that was uh, <laughs> you're just enjoying everything too much. There you were, are not right. Um, no, it wasn't. It. I think all the episodes served a purpose to 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 move the story along. It wasn't. There wasn't a, even, even the episode like that one where, um, you didn't see the rest of the team, but up until when we last saw the two of them at that satellite site and after they killed everybody in that building, um, I, honest to God, I, I remembered them, but I wasn't thinking about them at all until we got that episode. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, there's still a couple people out there, aside from Carol and Morgan, who mm-hmm. we don't know where they are. So, I mean, I I appreciated the episode. Uh, and, you know, she shows back up at, at Alexandria at the end, and, and everybody kind of gets caught up on mm-hmm. what's going on. So um, there may be some scenes that do drag out a bit, like pretty much anything with fucking Dwight. But overall – Or Spencer. No, wait. Spencer, the do- the son of the the uh, the previous uh, head of um, Alexandria. What the hell was her name? Oh God, yes. Like yes. Spencer, like yes. shut yes. up, dude. Yes. Shut, just yes. go. Yeah. I th- I'm I, one. I'm glad he died, yeah. but I think they just spent way too much time on his his quote story. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop. What did you think yeah. you were going to get? You, you you're going to a madman and trying to bargain with him. You're an idiot. And that's, and that's your that's your reasoning for being the fucking leader because your mom was. The, come on, yeah. So it's, a, it's in your DNA, right? I don't think so. <laughs> you're a pussy, and I'm glad you died the way you did. Oh, but, oh mammy. But I, no, uh, I, I I mean, and Rosita Rosita's pissing me off right Yeah, she's a little bit a little whiny. She's mad annoying, dude. And she really is, man. Thank you. Thank and you. You hit the bat at that range. You hit the no. bat. What? So like, you, you aim you, for his heart or aim for his head. No God dang sense. It doesn't you make played, any you played, sense. You played the one goddamn hand you people had because you were going to have bullets made. You fucking idiot. Yeah. And not only that, but putting um, haircut at risk just so you can get this misguided revenge and you didn't even follow through right but the thing that gets me about that episode was now i only know negan up to issue 100 and what i've seen in the the show to date i think he's being extremely lenient on the regulars daryl should be dead yeah i must say uh it's a definite departure from the comic yeah and rosita she should not be walking she shot at him. He he killed one of them just because Daryl took a swing at him. Like, yeah. I think firing a gun close range is a lot more devastating yeah. than somebody throwing a punch. Like, she should be street pizza. I think I think he's doing a great job at acting the role of Negan. Like, I think he's a really yeah, it's a, it's a really good casting. But it is, and you know, the Carl part of that is is from the comics. Yeah. Where, where he yeah takes Carl under his wing, but but the rest of it yeah it's it's a struggle to me. It is I I but but I'm with David though I I've enjoyed the season. I I think Negan is a little lenient, but I I think that overall I've I've 
I've not found the season boring like you haven't. Uh, I just I, I wait for the set pieces like when when Rick was they were in the boat going across to to take the the whoever that person was the the guns and stuff. It's like oh that's here's this episode set piece. You know they're gonna have a nice little 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 <laughs> zombie soiree. It's like it, yeah, it's not. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, whenever Negan's delivery reminds me entirely of Dave Wachter. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't. I see Dave Wachter being uh, like Negan in the Zombocalypse. No, just the 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 way no, Dave, before he was married, maybe the way Wachter speaks. You know, yeah, maybe he shouldn't Negan's have done married. that. It's just that that he's got that delivery that Dave has. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, uh, Vince. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's just yeah. not lighting a fire under me this season. I find it incredibly boring. I they they um when in the latest episode when um Michonne goes to talk to Rick and Rick is sitting in that jail cell, that of course is going to be a scene we'll get. No, I'm not going to say soon, but we will get. Well, that that's going to um, that's going to be a set piece for a while, and you have um, it's just it seems, and I I'm hoping that the next eight episodes when the show comes back in February, I'm a little worried that those episodes might drag out because if Rick is trying to get everybody together now, this soon, this early, mm-hmm. to go after Negan, then A, I think things are moving a bit fast, but two, that makes me think that the rest of the season is just going to plot along because he needs to go to Ezekiel and 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 convince the rest of the Hilltop people to follow Maggie. You know, there's just, mm-hmm. it's, I think we were moving at a pretty good clip and now I'm just concerned that it's it's going to slow down just so that we can get to the season finale again and see if we're going to get the huge war yeah. next season. How long do you think the war is going to take? Do you think it'll take two years? Two, two seasons? No, it'll, it'll, uh, no, it'll be next season. But doesn't the war in the comic last like 50-some issues? No. Oh, it doesn't? No. no. Well, what's the no. thing cur- currently going on? There's the some Whisperers War. The Whisperer War, yeah. That's totally removed from Totally different. Okay. So can I ask you a question? No, maybe you don't want to answer it because like I said, I I big blank on the comics. It does it, it doesn't seem that Negan's in the current issues. Incorrect. Oh, he is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of distressing. <laughs> well, there's I, a know, reason why. I would like to see some Image Plus backstory on Negan in this the regular series now, the TV show. I, I need why? to know because I would like to know more about Negan other than the fact that, you well, know. We don't get backstory on any of the characters. Why would we? We don't get backstory? We did, well, no, we got, we, we got the backstory on Enid. Not that that means much. Well, okay. well, I would like to see what made him such a dick. He just was. But but he wasn't in that Image Plus thing. He's not. Yeah, he's like a storekeeper. He no, he, but he progressed to the. He had right, to ascend. He had it in him, though. I mean, that's the thing. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. But I think it would it would add another layer to the character 
on the TV show if if we knew just a little bit more about him, other than the fact that he right. swings a mighty fine bat. <laughs> you know, why do all these people bend at the knee to him? It's like the ants movie. If mm-hmm. they if they realize all those people in that room when he when he was showing Carl over the railing like watch this kid and he makes them all bow like if they just said right then and there fuck it and just mm-hmm. all, like he would be done why don't they do that what does he have on these people other than the some kind Kool-Aid. you know the cult of personality other than, exactly well, that's what he's got yeah but that you know in a post apocalyptic scenario where you're 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 you you don't know whether you're going to be alive or dead the next day. But that's why but I you're, think you're, he's got to be less lenient, and he certainly is in the comics. I mean, that's the only way that works, right? Is that if he's just so unbelievably brutal and so ritualistic with the rules that people fall in line. But wouldn't you be willing to take more willing to take chances in a scenario like that? Like if, no, if, because if, the thing that I don't think they're doing a very well, like they're doing an okay job on the show, but. But it was made evident in the comic because again they're living an amazing life. They're they're safe. They have food. They have shelter. They have comfort. They have music. They have they have everything they need in a time when no one else does. But they just, people will people will tolerate some imposition and some yeah. deference for that. And they but there's have, absolutely they, they, no leeway though. Like they you, get. You know, if if Negan says you you have to arrange the pickles on the shelf in, in this manner and you don't do it, you're you're basically dead. Yeah. So what kind of freedom is that? What kind of safety is that? Well, you, you know, better you know than the rules. Just follow you the know. rules. You're going to have just, a great life. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like if, if if you do it this way, you run the risk of dying. Well, I better make sure I don't run the risk of dying and do it the way Negan wants. And and when you have when you're attached, when you have that association, as it was shown this these few episodes, you can be a bully and get away with it. When 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 they get when they pick up the the pigs and and the produce and they get the free shots at punching homeboy in the face because he stood up to them and Ezekiel's like, no, that's not how we do it. And Negan's crew gets to. Be assholes and run rough shot on them. So there's you get there's that yes, Negan is intimidating and, and is a bully to his people, but when they're out and about his people can extend that courtesy to other people. Did they ever play out the tainted pork? Not yet. Oh no. that's I we haven't seen anybody get sick yet or right. I no. But I but things I think have been moving a little quickly, so they probably haven't gotten around to mm-hmm. Cooking it yet? Well, they're telegraphing the fact that Dwight's going to be incredibly important to this shift. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah, and, and every episode they slam that home. Like Dwight looking at him like, is is as I mean, he plays a. I don't want to spoil, but he he continues to play a very big role post the Negan stuff. That's and that's cool. the thing. It's like the 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 way Jason's feeling about Negan between the book and the comic. That's kind of the way I'm feeling about Dwight because I don't want to he annoys the i just want to see him dead why dwight oh yes why whereas well dwight's an asshole and and he fucking with rosita it's just he's he's an absolute utter prick and, and the shit he was doing to daryl it's just right, he, yeah he, okay you he is an asshole but you can understand a little bit why he's an asshole 
because his 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 love was taken from him. The guy sleeping with his wife right under his nose, yeah, right. and talking, well, you know, and talking about it, and and parading it in front of him like he's sucking face with his wife, like right in front of Dwight. So you, you, I'm not saying give Dwight a pass, but if if I was in the same situation, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off too. But the thing that gets me is the two guys that beat up, um, what's his name? Um, oh, Aaron. Aaron, like, yeah, they're just dicks. Yeah. 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 But we don't know. Maybe, maybe Negan's also got them. They're what? You know, it's, Negan's got it's, an arrow. He does. Well, he does. <laughs> but he, it's, there are, um, I mean, obviously we weren't supposed to like Dwight from last year when, when, yeah. you know, Daryl saved him and, or didn't kill him. And, and then he fucking ends up taking the bike and the crossbow and that right. came back obviously to bite Daryl in the ass. But, um, <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not even, Yes, I obviously Dwight has reasons to behave, react the way he has, but it's just it's it's also the 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 um the cowardly way he'll go about it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it's just he's and, and he's half a man because he won't he's he's going to play a badass in front of Rick's crew, but then around the other people at at Negan's camp, it's like he's going to take that person's share of the peanut butter, and he's and it's like and now you're just so that's I I, I would get What's him t- being a bully, prick, yeah. right? But it's it, and that's but and that's why he's I can't just shrug and go well okay I understand because of what Negan did. It's like if that was all it was, okay, but he just he, he goes a step too far, and that's when I'm just like yeah I just I I don't. Well, you can get off my maybe I believe have... you're, uh, the word you're looking for is bitch-assness. There is a lot of bitch-assness where Dwight's concerned. Maybe yes. he'll have his moment of clarity. Well, again, if it's a comic, he will. Right, he will, yes. Cool. David, you read up to that part too? I am... Uh, Jeff and I is good. Remember, we did that marathon. Yeah. I'm up to the one. David's favorite movie to meet this year. Actually, wait, yes. it's. Um, I'm up to, uh, up to issue 150. I have to read the last wow. few, but yeah, I'm up to 150. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new to me, don't oh. forget, everybody, voting is open for the 11 o'clockers. And you can get to the ballot if you go to the new website. Yeah, it's there. That's true. So there's now, multiple ways. You go to 11o'clockcomics.com. Dap set up a – there's a header, a banner, a tab, a second tab uh, up on the page. You can click on that. It says 11 o'clock, 11 o'clockers. Very easy. Or if uh, for some reason you're uh, a hater of all things fun and don't want to go to our website, <laughs> you can reach it in other ways by going to tinyurl.com backslash EOC awards. I think it's easier to go to a website. So to our website. Yeah, so do it. Yes, I agree. Um, and we should also clarify the cutoff date for the album art contest because a lot, a lot of people have been asking, like, you know, when's my deadline? That's important when you're making art. you got to know. It, it is, yes, especially if the album art should have the year on it so you would want it before the first episode of the new year. That was my thinking that we'd want it before that that Thursday. Okay, so they have till until the, the – let's give us time to, to – 
deliberate this. You have till the Monday before the first episode of 2017. You have until January 2nd. Right. Because the first Thursday is January 5th. There you go. So we're all good now. Everybody knows. And and the um, it's also been asked, Jason, if there is any way. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. No uh, for people to see, perhaps that's one one good thing from the old forum is that when people would vote for the eleven o'clockers, people could see other fans' picks. And oh, with yeah, this no form, okay. I mean, I know the three of us can, but yes, yeah. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. Unfortunately, not. Oh, they want to see who's in the lead and stuff. No, they, well, or if it if it brings a bell, oh, it's like spark there, right? You know, um, oh shoot, yeah, I can't believe I, I can't believe I didn't think about you know, Juan Jose Reaps. So. Right. Yeah that that is the that's the downside of the new way, but the upshot is so much more in that it correlates everything, and it's we don't have to do all the correlation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. You just have to be original. Yeah, I've been waiting for Richard Corbin to send his. He must be busy. I'm thinking he's going to. No, he just sent his. Oh, he did. Good. Good. Yep. All right. So well, the contest is over now. It's all, uh, I think he said it's all Ethan Van Skyver. Gollum. I heard uh, Van Skyver was headed to the transition team. <laughs> you know it's rough when, rough on a fella, when uh, you do the main cover on a miniseries and, and, and Dap and I are trying to find alternatives. <laughs> can I get, can I get that? That that stripped cover version. <laughs> yeah. Dude, was Van Skyver ever good? Yes, yes. Iron Heights and whatnot. I think I think wasn't Mostly Flash. Yet, let's get the Morrison next month. Flash Reborn was pretty was pretty slick. And some of the Rebirth Green Lantern Rebirth, but I I was really happy to see. That's what I meant. Rebirth, not yeah. Reborn. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, because when they when he brought back Barry Allen, it was yeah, it was the same team. So yeah. All right. Should we do the In Your Travels? You guys have other things to talk about? I mean, I can go forever. Of course you can. That's you know what? Of... I'm going to I'm going to let you go forever because I mentioned to you that I may have your next installment for comics should be ridiculous. So I want you to go first and then I'll come back at you with this particular comic book. Ah, do it. All right, everybody. If you want to get cheap comics, and who the heck doesn't, all you got to do is go to dcbservice.com. One more time. D-C-B, commas. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. Oh, thank you, alcohol. dcbservice.com, and you can get all the stuff you want at a fraction of the price, such as from Marvel, it's the Deadpool Bad Blood OGN from Rob Liefeld and Company. It's Mature Readers. It's $12.49. From DC, you got the Flintstones trade paperback number one. Mark Russell, Steve Pugh, kicking it high. $16.99 cover. Your price, $8.49. And last but not least, and you just heard us talk about this, from DC and Boom, it's the Planet of the Apes Green Lantern number one. Robbie Thompson, Barnaby Begenda, cover price four bucks, your price one dollar ninety-nine cents. DCBService.com. Get there. In your travels. David and I have been talking Superman to Death, the main Superman book. Because it's awesome. It's fantastic. Tomasi's doing great stuff with it. But 
Let us not forget the companion title, which is Action Comics. I implore you to read this because the new arc called Men of Steel, which I will not spoil because, correct me if I'm wrong, David, you haven't read this yet? We are reading it for next week. Okay, we're going to read it for next week. There are huge developments with Lex Luthor in this book. There are also pretty big doings with Apocalypse. So, if you are a fan of the Kirby New God stuff uh, and Apocalypse, and uh, this new Superman stuff is ringing your bell, check out Action Comics, because this latest arc is really, really good. There, I didn't spoil anything. You didn't. I, I have, um, there are, yes, the newest arc, Men of Steel starts with issue 967. Yes. Um, and what, three parts are out? Because three three nine, parts are out. 969 is out. So I have a couple of, I have to go back to actually 963 was the, 962 was the last action issue I read. So I might just breeze through just to be the completest. It's still good. Get, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, the action, I forget what the arc was called before Men of Steel. It it was good, but it kind of paled against Tomasi stuff in the main book. Yes. I think. I, but I, now, now, now this, uh, Men of Steel arc, Jurgens has a bead on what he wants to do, and I think it's going to pan out amazingly well. That's all I'm going to say. And Tyler Kirkham looks good. Well, um, better. That's what I, okay, because I, that's, that's another reason why I've been hesitant. I know that T-Bear's been inking Scovia on those, on, on, on the issues that they do. Uh, so the art, maybe, I'm not gonna say it's inconsistent, but I, I'm not getting that, uh, and even the Zercher stuff looks good in part, so there are, um, yeah. I'm I mean, not getting the complete package that, like you said, with Superman, with Tomasi and Gleason and Maki and, and of course, Jimenez, when he fills in, um, that fires on all cylinders. Superman right. is, is, is making me very happy, but. Did you read the holiday special that came out, I think today? I think it came out today. I did not read that yet. There's a Damien, um, Jonathan story in it that is amazing. Okay. I'll read it tonight. Um, the, uh, so yeah, so I will catch up on action for next week. I'm on bloodshot for next week. Um, but Jason, did you perchance read AD after death book one? Nah. Oh so my God. He's such was, a he, he, had, he had one job. He, so, he had how many uh, weeks to do it, right? Right. Oh, I, it don't know what it is. Jesus. I can't find it. And it's bigger. Well, there's no nudity in it, so it's not like it's in the kids' room. No, it's Wait, big. It's, what? it's bigger. It's a. It the the the. Um. It's like. Yeah. It's it's not a. Uh, it's a it's bigger a than. A, it's not. No. It's bigger than Golden Age style, isn't it? Oh, is it really? I think so. I'm beginning to think I'm. I uh, for, forgot to order it. Well, I'm glad you said that after we had Jeff on. Well, I certainly don't. It would be an oversight on my part. I was certainly expecting it to yes. be. Because I don't remember in any of my shipments recently anything like oversized. Well, I'm not going to put it in the show notes because we've we've said, hey, how about that AD? And then we never go anywhere with it like the past two episodes. So, so that's not my ear to try. Just yeah, to maybe we'll get there out. next week, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, in your travels, uh, 
like I said, I kind of mentioned everything. I am, aside from going back and trying to catch up on Dream Thief, I am also reading, um, I'm going all the way back to the 1990, early 1990s. Uh, starting with New Titans number 71, wow. I am rereading, revisiting Titans Hunt because I want to remember <laughs> where the hell it went off the rails. And I have a pretty good idea I remember when, but I am, uh, I'm rereading that. But in your travels, go through your long boxes and just grab a handful of books and see what you have in there that you could deem ridiculous because for Vince, way back in, actually I want to get the right date, although back in these days when Image was publishing, I don't know if you can really go by the date, but the cover date is October 1994. And that month, more or less, the image founders all decided <laughs> that we were going to have image X and they were going to all do each other's books. Yep. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe only one creator went back and did his own redid that number. Yeah, there's two Savage Dragon. What was it, issue 13? 13. Yeah, there's, 13 yeah, there's two of them. 13A. Yeah. Uh, 13A continues whatever the hell story Eric was telling with, with Dart and, and, and everybody else in the series at the time, because that actually, I believe, came out in 95, early, uh, the middle of 95, like around the summer. So, um, whereas this again is the fall of 94, but this issue number 13 of the Savage Dragon, has a um has a, a a pretty funky very very stoic y um dragon in the sewers. But what's int- what what caught my eye is next to where Jim Lee signed it, it's underneath his name it says by B Y E. Underneath that is Joe Bennett's signature who's and underneath that it says hi so i don't know if if jim actually drew this cover or if he was going to or if he had an idea for it and then bennett decided to run with it because your your credits your story as all of jim lee's stories were at this time is by brandon Choi. pencils says pencils by jim lee then you get finishes and this is when I guess the studio was going for those late nights because Richard, oh, I'm sorry. No, not Joe Bennett. It's Richard Bennett who does pages one through six, eight through 13, 15, 19, 20, 21, and 23. Then you have Alex Garner on two pages. Right. Our boy, Dan Panosian on two pages, on pages 16 and 22. I think Chiodo did some too. No. He did the color. He did the color. Monica Bennett and Joe Chiodo did the color, but your final finisher, embellisher, anchor, whatever you may want to call, is with three pages, 
Mr. Scott Williams. Scott Williams. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you have, it's, it's, it is a, I'm not going to call it a mess. It's, it's, it was a reason for Grifter to be in Chicago and to kind of team up with Dragon, who is wearing a very tight police uniform. I don't know if it's tight or if it's wet. It's just, it, it is a, um, but, because of all the hands you have on these pages, it's a bit messy. It's 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 weird, man. I I look back at, at some of, not all of it, obviously, because Larson was very consistent even back then. It, it was it was different. It was a little bit more crude, but at least it was his style. He was, and when you got to the Wildstorm guys, when you got to the homage guys when you got to um extreme studios because there were so many people working there the books they, they tried to have somewhat of a house style but you had so many hands working on it things were a bit inconsistent and i i don't know something had to have clicked for me to think that i could send some of these people submissions and and you know, look at what you guys are doing and and I at no point did I ever say, you know, this is what you're putting out, you should definitely hire me. But it it when I see some of these early image books, it just it's at times it's almost like watching like the first season of Friends or Seinfeld where you're like, I cannot believe this show got picked up and, and continued to run for so many years because it Image couldn't fail back then. Everything they I were putting know. out. Yeah. But if 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 you tried to do books like this today, ah, different time, they would. But yeah. it's it's yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it is. It doesn't really fit in the ridiculous mold, but it is. It's it. it I look. I, I was thumbing through a few things, and I saw this in the pile of stuff, and I was just like, I. It was, man, I. But yes, and and for whatever reason, because Eric being Eric. He, whether he needed to be a completist, but he had to, um, he had to do his own issue. And it's not even like he decided to do his take on this story. And, no, and he what's did his own actually, thing. and there is, I guess it's a part of a crossover because his 13 does in fact actually have the Wildcats in it. So, um, whether that was intentional or not, the way things were going, but yeah, there, there, there you go. It, it's just, um, because I don't even think this is not, this is not in the archives that I have. Oh, really? This, yeah, the, the Jim Lee issue is not. Oh, needless to say, I prefer Life or um, uh, Larson's Thirteen. Yes, over over Lee's, and you got to admire Larson's balls when you have a character like Widow whose skin is white, and you put her ass facing the viewer. Yep, you're basically showing a naked ass on your cover. Like if you look between her legs too, there's like yeah. he put detail in there that can yeah, be construed the as the maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, her costume, yeah. for those who don't know, Widow has white skin and she has a, a purplish spider webby costume that kind of there's a there's a point that enters the top of her butt and then it there's an arc and then it just exposed her her white. There's white exposed on the length of both of her legs. So a character with white skin with a white portion of her costume can be construed as skin, right? 
Yes. I, I when I look at that cover, I just see naked ass. That's and that's that's Larson for you. Back then, he would go to any lengths to put the cheesecake in the books. Not so much now. I mean, he does from time to time, but he was much more of a horn dog back then than he is now. I think the book suffers for it. Damn it. <laughs> Whatever. What eaves? Yeah. So, Jason, what what should they uh, read in their travels? Well, they should definitely read with the lights on because they're going to be skiered to this one. Mm. So I'm out. Mr. Brian Azarello, Mr. Eduardo Risso. Talking about that moonshine again. Nice. Moonshine number three. Third issues out. Yes, You're going to make me read this stuff, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, third issues out this week. Uh, the further adventures of Mr. Lou Perlow, who, uh, if you all recall our chat from the first two issues, is a New York mobster and enforcer of type sent to a boonies town to lock up a deal for their awesome moonshine. Things don't go right. In the midst of all of this, there is a werewolf running rampant. Uh, Perlow uh, wakes up passed out. Someone has taken him in. He's got a head wound. Doesn't remember anything. For all of you long-time horror fans, does that sound familiar? Very classic werewolf trope. Uh, Mob boss gets mad at Perlow because he's not getting the job done. Sends a bunch of uh, other mobsters down to uh, at first try and help him, but basically they get mad at him and try and take him out. And uh, next thing you know, they're all dead and shredded and torn to pieces. So, you know, what I'm wondering is, it's from the very first page of this book, it's implied that Perlow is the werewolf. Um, so I'm beginning to think that it's just too over the, on the nose, over the head for Azarello. Right. So I think it's not Perlo, and I just I don't know who it is. But it's uh, this book could be it's, this book is good so far from a plot point, but it could be completely nonsensical. And as long as I'm getting that resale art, I'm happy. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that there's a cohesive plot is just bonus. Crazy. So it gets better after that Frank Miller cover. Yes. <laughs> Hard as that may be to accept. <laughs> I'll try and wrap my head around that. I don't know. Yeah. We're so indeed. Cool. I th- you know, next where, week, next where, week we, we all got to read, we all read uh, that shaking joint. Yeah, I started it. Yeah. Yeah, I started it. Yeah, I did too. Homegirl's giving the beeger. Dude gets shot. That's, I'm, I got to the part with the blowjob, and I'm like, it can't be a shaking book without a blowjob. Right, exactly. No, he's got to have titties. He's got to have sex acts. Yeah, I got, I got into the, uh, the second issue. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. Everybody should enjoy Rogue One. Uh, should we mention quickly uh, what our articles are about this week? Sure. You start uh, off. You were the first one to write one. Okay. As uh, Jason said, we have begun to produce some original content for our website, 11oClockComics.com. And each of us has a decidedly different, though not unexpected, approach. Uh, my column is called... Comics should be ridiculous, and they should. And I'll tell you why and go into why comics are ridiculous and which ones. And I just want to have fun with it, and I want you to have fun with it, and that's all it's about. I'm not trying to uncover any worms under any stones or anything. David, why don't you tell him about it? Because you're the one who wrote it. Ah, I, um, I went and talked about, um, well, basically saying that uh, there is no right or wrong way to read your stories, whether it's um, digitally or 
on the printed page. Um, I don't know. I, I have the next couple columns planned out, but I don't know if I'm going to be as a, um, I don't know if I'm going to have an, uh, a theme the way Vince has a theme, but, uh, yeah, embellishing the details will just be my thoughts on a few things here or there as, uh, and, um, as I rarely get around to making a, a very direct point, it, it can be a little long at times. Well, that's what it's for. That is what it's for. Well, certainly wasn't too long this time. I'm glad. Hmm. Uh, oh, and I, I don't, I don't have a name for mine per se. I'm not like it's just going to write different articles that I have a bunch of different ideas that I've jotted down. And so the first one though seemed right, it felt right, and that was an ode to the jam piece, where I walk uh, you fine readers through uh, the idea of a jam piece. What is it? How does one go about starting one? Uh, a little history behind it, thoughts on cost and logistics, some examples of different types. So uh, very cool. And also, quick shout-out to uh, Felix at Felix Comic Art because he read the article and then on Twitter posted a bunch of um, of, of jam pieces that uh, may have been some of the first, if not the first, uh, by uh, Martin Grief, who's passed away. And those, that. Yeah, there were eight. He had eight jam pieces from some of the all-time best creators uh, that you could imagine um, that he got done in the early 80s and they were, I guess, auctioned off on Heritage um, Damn. a few years back for um, an incredible amount of money. I think the I think the, the one of them went for $23,000. Wow. See, I was just going to ask you that. Like, when someone passes, unfortunately, now you have these jam pieces that have a, a large number of contributors. Do they command yeah. a high price? And you just answered my question, $23,000. Well, he posted that in response to, in my article, I mentioned that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't buy jam pieces if you're, if you're someone who's trying to quote unquote invest in comic art, right? It's, it's cause I don't, I don't, I don't think they really do have much of a resale value, but I guess Felix was saying, well, maybe most of them don't. There certainly is, there are exceptions. Right. Hence the 23 and in the article I found when I was searching for this on uh, comic art fans, it was fun. I, I came across a, um, I was looking for an example of a, of a composed jam piece, one where it's not like sectioned off, but it's just one complete drawing where, you know, each artist has to f- fit a figure into an already existing piece, which frankly art, I know those jam pieces really piss a lot of artists off and they don't like to do them these days. Um, but I found one by Chris Ryle from the eighties and it's just astounding the people he has on there. Yeah, I mean, all the all the big wigs from John Buscema all the way through. It's it's incredible. The uh, yeah the 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 pieces you included in in your article are, are great examples of everything you were trying to to highlight. Um, the and you even get the step by step, which was hella cool. Um, the one thing about the website is that the goal is to have a schedule. So every Monday you'll get to read Vince's column. Every Tuesday you'll get Jason's. You'll get mine on Thursday and the podcast on Friday. So this way there's a reason for you to check it out. And then we'll try to have some things for you on Wednesday as, as, uh, Time permits, but yeah, no, it's it's um maybe some surprises. 
Maybe. Yeah, you know, we've got ideas, you know, round tables and we'll have some fan interaction and we'll do some, uh, you know, some, some listener contra- contribution stuff. And as David said, you know, some interview pieces and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so. Me too. Aww. And we may even have, um, other contributors to the site eventually, if, if, depending on how it, how it builds out. I think we will. Cool. I think we have a couple in mind. The, um, <laughs> I think probably the funnest part for me to assemble the column this week was, uh, finding the dozen or so different collections of Miller's Dark Knight series. There have been, there have been 10 year anniversary editions, a 30 year anniversary edition. There's that damn gallery edition, which I guess is like an artist edition. There's that graffiti hardcover that I forgot all mm-hmm. about. There's just been so many different versions to reprint this particular story. It's insane, but that is a story that is, I think is worth triple quadruple dipping on absolutely true just like dk2 and probably dipping baby and probably three that's funny (laughs) what do you think's on the spine vince i i'm guessing i don't know i don't like to you know i'm not a gambling man but i'm guessing it's batman i i I see batman's hand you know who i mostly see carrie well miller does love carrie he does. Rightly so. It's a bit of a bummer, but yeah. Like the book. But yeah, so there's... You um, hate fun. You're another one of them people that hates the fun. fun. Oh, Superman in a battle. Cubert. Oh my um. God. <laughs> Don't laugh at him. <laughs> oh, thanks hey, for listening. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to us yet again. And if you enjoyed any part of this, please leave us a review on the iTunes or similar uh, podcast dispersal service and head over to our website, 11oClockComics.com. Come to the Facebook page and uh, treat yourself well. Buy yourself a Christmas uh, present while you're buying stuff for somebody else. And um, as always, say goodnight. Hey, David. <gasps> What's that? <laughs> Good night. Nice (laughs) Little Gleason-esque lilt to the That was right I like it There you go Tickles my pickle Oh boy Bye Say goodnight Goodnight Go home You gotta stop shitting on DK2 and 3 You gotta (laughs) What are you talking to fool Him Dad Stop (laughs) Ah No Gotta edit that shit now. Oh, oh yeah, I gotta, gotta <laughs> twist my words around. It's the best ever. It is not, but it's <laughs> good.